Good morning. It's Friday. Jill Good morning. That. Deb, take us out. Good afternoon here from sunny, pretty sunny, a little overcast, Illinois. Uh, I don't think it's too cold. Squirrels are romping. Nobody's shivering. You're shivering. We're shivering here. Southern California, all the way through the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Colorado got slammed. So Colorado friends were, uh, I'm expecting to see some really cool pictures of those little ghosties they make in Norway that look like little kids covered in a sheet that oh you my. make in front of your neighbor's house facing them. Then you hollow out the eyes and put glow sticks in. <gasps> oh, how fun is that? Right. I saw those on a Norwegian thread and I'm like, oh, that should be an American thing. We should uh -huh. all do this, but I don't live where there's snow. Just... You know, it's it's not been above 50 here. <laughs> and this is Southern California. So we don't That's do so this. Weird. And it's been in the 50s and 60s here. And I'm like. Our mountain roads are closed. They, uh, they are snowed in. There are trees down. We have floods where it's been where we've had fires. Because, you know, if we have fires, we have floods. Yeah. And, and mud flows. Um so yeah, apparently we've flipped, but yeah. we're sending it your way. It'll be yours relatively soon. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, uh, okay. What can we say? Oh, so what's going on in your world? And in, I mean, this is like a year ago, right? It that has been one year since all of the lockdowns started to cascade in. Right. Right. And if you're watching your history on social media or some of your friends, what you're seeing is. This was the last big meeting I went to. We had no idea this was coming. Mm -hmm. This was the last trip. This was the last this and that. You know, we all thought it would be kids going home for six weeks, and it's been 12 months. So we thought it was going to be a few thousand, and it's, I, oh. I think we're at 575 now. You know, so it had, folks, we've had a year of it, have we not? And, and it's time to, to start sort of taking stock, but also to, and to remember those who have died and to remember those who survived them. Survive. And are missing them. And those yeah. who survived and have survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. And to find a way to like hold space, but also let them have current life while they're remembering old life while we're, while we're still in this kind of weird interim where we're still in some areas not out and about exactly it uh, you know there's vaccinated unvaccinated and you know uh, there's i want a vaccine and there's like no way am i putting that in my body so there's still this long divide divide and you know i i do believe it's um for putting things in a body or taking things out, it is your choice. And, um, but then if you choose not to, then it's still up to you to keep others safe. There's some collective because responsibility we all sort of need is. to remember now. There is. That's sort of, we need to remember after Wait, a yep, year of this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, you know, once again, I, I have friends that, choose not to get vaccinated and 
you know, they have such a small bubble. I don't feel bad when I am with them because I know I've been safe. I'm vaccinated completely. And, uh, and yet I know going into crowded areas, I'm going to wear my mask. I still glove up when I go grocery store shopping. I still don't go grocery shopping and I'm not going to for a long time. Yeah. And because have we also have new variants coming out. We do. We do. And so none of us can figure out what's coming next. Right. Right. And so you just. So we've all kind of lost that sense of I can count like not we, that we can always count on life to do what it's supposed to do, but I can count on life to do the things I expect. That certainty is also gone. But what is certain is that we can face it together. We can provide support for one another. We can use humor to connect with one another. We can mm -hmm. use memories to connect to one another. Mm -hmm. We can, this is the time folks, if you've had people who've lost someone to COVID, go back and look and see when they did so that on that one year, mm -hmm. you can say something. You know, I think the other part that you brought up is not just the memories, but we're still, no, let me say it this way. Let's congratulate ourselves on an entire year. First, we thought it was six weeks. Oh, okay, well, nobody likes it. Oh, three months. What do you mean another three months? What do you mean another three months? We've been through this together. Nobody's liked it 100%. Mm -mm. Nobody's followed the rules 100%. You've Everybody in our listening audience, myself, you. We've all had, had to bend to sometimes. Away. We had to pull away from people that, you know, it wasn't that they weren't living in our house. They're living on our um, computers through via Facebook or through other places. And we've learned a different way of take caring, taking care of ourselves. We really and have then, and connecting, which has been something I hope we right. never lose. Right. You know, when you go right. to a funeral or a memorial and there's all those people you haven't seen in forever back in the day when we had those things and looking right. forward to the day when we have them again. Yeah. Right? And you, you just like, I can't, I forgot what it was like to have those arms around me. It is so much fun to tell some stories and some jokes with you, but we've uh -huh. learned to do that online and virtually in such amazing ways. Mm -hmm. and to remind ourselves who we are to one another. It's incredible. And it is. And to bring up memories of times, I had uh, a couple of my camp buddies who usually I'd see each other once a year at least or twice a year, and that's for an, a full immersive weekend. One wrote, I've really miss you and so because i knew my listening audience with him i think you miss my inappropriateness you know and then another person said i really miss you and i said i look forward to every day when you post on facebook you know he every single day he goes good morning have a blessed day and you look forward to that's like walking in your neighborhood. It is. You know? It absolutely and, is. And we survived. We survived 
doing a lot of changes that we didn't want to do, that we did anyway, just like you were saying. And, you know, everybody, pat yourself on the back here because give yourself you a little alone. Yeah, yeah. A whole right? year. Here. And that's that's amazing. And we found um, some creativity. Let me show you something. I have my group of girlfriends I have known since kindergarten, preschool, second grade. Wow. And we used to get together once a quarter. And then we get together once a week. We're seeing more of each other now than we did pre-pandemic. It is a little exhausting every Wednesday night sometimes, but we need each other. But one of the girls put this together. She oh. borrowed her son's Legos and she made oh. each of us into a Lego. And then when oh. she and her husband and her child go out for adventures, the girlfriends go. And we all have our own Lego figure. And so some weeks we find out we've been to the pool with margaritas. And that was our beach trip. And my Lego has blue hair, right? We all have our own Lego person. And, um, and it's been a great way to be creative and stay connected yes. and still to share. Because in this, we've also had, we've lost parents during this pandemic, not to the pandemic. And we still managed to share it together and support one another. It's, it's. And you and I have both said this, every loss somehow is connected to COVID. Every single loss right now have this past year, every yep. single loss, doesn't matter if it's a death, a job, a separation, there has tons of losses, but they're all COVID related. Right. And the grief, even if, even if you feel like you have had no losses except for your rights as an individual, that's COVID related. And the friendships that have had to go away, COVID related, and not just politically related, but the COVID turned up the heat to all political stuff, you know? Yeah. You couldn't, yeah. And it is what it is. I want to bring something up uh -huh. because um, I was checking on a friend today and she said, oh, I lost my sense of humor for about, uh, about 12, 15 hours, basically. <laughs> that. And uh, that was pretty new because she's, she's very humorous. She's funny. She appreciates everybody else. That's her company. And she she said that, and we talked about different reasons why, just briefly. And, you know, when you are in the throes of mists of change with inside yourself, however that change was created, perhaps it was a death, perhaps it was, you know, a illness within yourself you know, and you just can't function the way you did before. For whatever reason, it is, this happens. You lose, there's a book called When the Gesture Lost His Jingle. And it's written by a, um, I think he was 21 at the time. He had leukemia. And he talked about how he lost his sense of humor. And um, this young man died 
like when he was like 23, but this book was just so poignant. And while Jill and I talk about laughing and being and attending to that funny bone within, the, the bottom line is sometimes it gets lost. And when it gets lost, don't force it. Uh, I think one of the, a friend reported a death yesterday and he was sobbing and there was a lot of other stressors behind that. And I went, I need you to breathe out first and breathe in because when you're on the verge of a sort of panic anxiety attack, that's when breathing is important. Not mindfulness, mm -mm. Right. not laughing, not, uh, not counting your breaths right then and there, uh, not meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation isn't a cure-all. Uh, but when you lose that sense of humor, which is something that you identify with inside, you really feel lost. And just let it be. It will pass. I don't know for how long. Don't try to make somebody laugh because mostly you're probably trying because you're the one uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Make sure make sure they're breathing, not turning blue. Please. And even if you cannot, uh, let's say if I was having a panic attack right here and Jill might figure out it wouldn't be good to tell Deb, now take a deep breath in. She might just sit there and go, and my mirror neurons would pick that up. And then I would be able to follow her breathing. So I think it's important if you don't feel like laughing, if nothing is funny right then and there, that's okay. If there's other people around you that are smiling and you can stand to be around those people, yeah, you just watch them smile. I promise you things will light up and it'll remind you. But it takes a while. I've been using podcasts and sending folks to podcasts too. And uh -huh. I've come across two this week um, that I probably should have come across a long time ago, truth be told. One is Bob Saget, the one from oh. Full House. Yeah, yeah. He's got Bob one where he has Saget, thank you. I'm terrible with that. It looks French to me. I'm going to go French. Um, anyway, he, he has one where he interviews people and talks to people who have coped with lots and still have humor in it. Um, and it's uh, he's got, I think, 60 or 70 of them in the bag now. I, I would recommend that. And then there's someone named Kate Bowler from Duke University. Um, she's a professor of theology. But she also faced stage four cancer and has so far survived it. Um, and she's not all marigolds and happy moments, but she's got a great podcast and she's written a couple of good books. And it's again, you know, what can life throw at me? I, I, I'm going to find a way to cope. Right. It doesn't have to all be terrible. So I found that listening to those where people have a sense of humor, even in the midst of, you know, the stuff that all of us have been facing in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder. 
You know, people talk about getting prayed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know how like you do extra prayers hoping you don't like, but it's Save not, it. yeah, it's not the uh, extra prayers. It's the routine of the prayers. So you basically are, uh, I'm going to combine a couple terms here, uh, prayer cellular memory, right? Mm -hmm. So mixing up some terms. The other part is the same thing with humor and laughter. Uh, you, if you keep doing it, you build up those muscles. And I'm sure that's why my friend could be, you know, 15 hours later, she went, it's sort of like an aha of about haha. So right. it's the muscle memory and the body memory and the brain. It's right. bringing it all back in. It's sort of, it's, it goes along the lines of the body keeps the score, which um, mm -hmm. Bessel van der Kolk wrote not too long ago. And it, it is that you've, if we can remember the good stuff, the happy, the way right. we connect to happy, we can bring yes. that back in just as easily as the trauma path. We, we can. And, and it feels better. <laughs> and notice, I hope our listening audience realizes we're not saying to force it. No. We're saying just be because um it has to be organic. Look at here, here's my little uh stress thing. You know when you're forcing and you're pulling and you're struggling to get free, it's not gonna work. But when right. you sort of give in a little, you can come out. Right. And that, yeah. And and that's where it's at. You know, what else are you supposed to do? Or as my uncle Irwin used to say, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I think one of the things we can do right now as we look back at we've been doing this for a year. Yes, we've had a lot of losses and I'm not minimizing them because certainly I work with those people who've had those losses and I I hold that space for them and I feel to some degree what that pain is, mm -hmm. but we've learned a lot. We've seen a lot of good this time too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. we've, we've discovered the joy of, you know, virtually touring for those of us who've been grounded from traveling. That's right. We've found the joy of listening to um, teachers that we wouldn't ordinarily be able to online because Mm -hmm. They've made themselves available now because they miss students, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally have loved having little kids who are really having a hard time because they've lost someone they love and they're not at school. And kids starting at about seven turn to their peers for mm -hmm. support when they're grieving. Mm -hmm. Their parents want them to turn to them. They want their playmates and mm -hmm. they can't, right? Mm -hmm. So we we look at what there are some positives, you know, showing kids that they could look at the Venice canals with nothing in them. Right. And to see the swans on them last year. Who knew? And Who now knew? because of all these changes we've experienced and all the losses we've had, some places are making changes to keep the good parts. So we're not rushing back to what was because some mm -hmm. of what was wasn't that great. 
Mm-hmm. And some of what was really was that good and needs to be shared. It, there's a lot of, oh, we're finally returning to normal. You know, it's not going to be. <laughs> after people have this idea, after something dies and after whatever that appropriate amount of time is, you're going to return to normal. When the dog dies, buy a new one. Doesn't work that way. You can't replace what is lost. It's all you need. As we grow older, we actually um, start to feel that more. I think it's harder to feel that in your early teens. Mm -hmm. uh, the sensitivities of children, they get it. They go, this is not right. Mommy and daddy keep telling me it's okay. It's not okay. It doesn't feel okay. It doesn't feel okay. And unless you have parents that can honor that and say, no, it's not going to be the same. And you can integrate things. So as people say normal, I've stopped correcting them. You know, <laughs> if that's how you need to look at it. That's that's for you. I'm going to say, unless they're one of my clients, I'll go describe normal. Right. And, <laughs> and as you make those micro changes, anybody that does yoga or any other kind of um, slow moving stuff, it's all about just relaxing your shoulder just a teeny bit. You see that? You just mm -hmm. go down a little. It's, can you relax your jaw just a teeny bit, a micro of a second, you know? It's those mini changes yes. that happen. And, you know, people that, um, my friend, a friend of mine who's 71, her uh, last remaining parent just died. Oh. And, yeah. Now, I don't have a way to relate to that. I mean, I was 41 and both my parents were already dead. Right. I don't have a way to relate to, and I think we talked about this, you know, to father-daughter relationships. My dad died when I was 14. And believe me, it's not like we were close. So I don't know what that feels like. But you can so be supportive. I can be supportive. I also know it doesn't matter what age you are. When your last remaining parent dies, you're part of two clubs. One, you're the top of the food chain. And you're the adult you're, orphans group. And you are in the adult orphans group. And it is shifting. It does not matter what age you're at. I've known people. Yeah. That's why when I meet someone who's been widowed, I say, you know, welcome to the Widows Club. I know you didn't want to be here. Right. Exactly. But it's exactly. the club that you're in now. Um, for a while, uh, about 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I was part of the Divas Without Parents. Oh, Divas Without Mothers Club. You know, one, their father was still alive and a couple others. We didn't have no parents. Uh, one of my best friends from high school, her, she was uh, 40, 
40 when both by the, that time, both our parents had been gone. I was 41. My mom died suddenly the next year. And it was, I'm like, what is this? How does this even work, right? How does this work? And I'll tell you that sometimes you don't even realize that if you have an older brother or sister, you still feel a little safe. And so I hope everybody during this week is reflective in taking care of looking at their mental health. Look where you are. Look how you've gotten through it. Look at the strengths um, you've found. Look at the strengths you've found. And the ways you've found to grieve that you maybe didn't even know that you had. And the people you may not have counted as inner circle who've now moved there. Mm -hmm. Because those are the folks who have stepped in. Even if nobody has died this year with the losses you have had, whatever mm -hmm. they may be. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, you know, there's, there's a, uh, and you probably do this as a therapist. Usually when you have any kind of significant loss, like the first uh, couple months, look and see who's in your circle. Mm -hmm. Who is it that you're connected in this case? Who's your uh, virtual friends online? Who's in your group online? Who do you turn to? Right. right. Who do you turn to? That's number one. Number two, six months after that, do it again. Mm -hmm. And then 18 months, usually things have really turned around. So we're at that second six months here. It's been a year. Let's see who comes back in your life, who stays out of your life, some, something that you've depended on. Maybe it's time to let that go. It's okay. It's and okay. And maybe if you were in the middle of stuff and you stepped back from some folks because you didn't have mm -hmm. that emotional bank right then, mm -hmm. maybe you've built up enough emotional energy bank reserve that you can step back out and say, you know what? I, I know I haven't been there a lot. I just had too much, but mm -hmm. I never stopped thinking about you. And I'm here if we can reconnect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's float that out there, right? Like right. a little ball on the lake, float that out there. Yeah. And see if they'll take the bait from down below. Because we've got, we've got, how do you like that for a fishing analogy? That's pretty good. You don't fish, do you? I used to. Oh, well, there you go. I used to. I used to fish with my dad, but we did uh, stream, stream and river fishing mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. the, on the West Coast in the rivers. Not lake fishing. We don't have that many lakes here. Oh, right? that's right. We have lakes. <laughs> we, have, we have streams and only when the, when the sun is, when we've had a lot of snowpack. So let's let's make sure we're checking out with people, checking in with yourself, taking That's stock of where you've been in this last 12 mm -hmm. months, finding out what you found, figuring out what you found out about yourself and, and what you want to take with you and looking at what maybe even when the doors reopen fully and fully for you, as in when you feel safe, not when someone tells you to reopen the doors, but when you feel safe. Mm -hmm. What do you want to rejoin and where do you want to put your energy? It's something I do with lots of my grievers at the end of a grief group or mm -hmm. when I'm working toward the end of doing grief work with someone is once we've done all the grief and we've done all the working through and we've finished all of the stuff that needed finishing, 
Mm -hmm. Where do I want to go with my life? Because truly we are all reorganizing after a pandemic. Our, everybody's worlds have changed. Mm -hmm. If you have lost your job, do you read? Is that what you want to go back to? Or is it time mm -hmm. to retool? Mm -hmm. Right? And even if, and I say even if, as in a future thing, you want to let go of part of something and keep something else. You can. It doesn't have to be huge. Some things don't fit anymore because you're a year different. I won't say older. You're a year different than you were before. And being open to those micro changes, it's sort of like cooking, right? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I don't like as much uh, salt in something as what a recipe calls for. I'm like, no, I'd rather put more turmeric in it or curry, you know, something like that. And we're just like a great kitchen project. <laughs> All of us. And we've got a big All old kitchen us. to mess around with. Right. We've got a, a lot recipe. we can do. We've learned a lot. And that's part of grief is you take the relationship and you finish it and you figure out what was important about it and you take those things with you. And this is our relationship with basically our life and our world and the people in it all at once. What, what works? What fits? Can you not wait to go back to services at your place of worship in person? Do you like it online? Is that How better do we want to do this? How do we right. want to do this? And something that came up uh, last May with uh, the George Floyd demonstrations and Black Lives Matter and all this, I I was excited to go out and do a be part of a demonstration. And what I found out is, you know, I'd rather hold space then project energy like that. And I said, I guess I'm going to have to not do protests the way others do. I want to be that still calm voice for others. And maybe you found that uh, retracting from life and being the office clown, you you're pulling back. Yeah. You're different. Something doesn't feel right. So I don't want to just go back in. That's okay. Loss and grief is about giving yourself permission to notice those micro changes within you. And to hold on to the ones you choose to keep. Exact. Permission, permission, permission. You know, you get to rearrange the pieces the way you want to. And so I hope everybody this year, during this next week, what pieces do I want to keep and what do I want to let go or save and go back to later? That's exactly. what I'm hoping. Right. I hope everyone else watching has that. I put up some um, recommendations on our chat. Deb and I will check all the chat comments from the other pages because we only uh -huh. see the ones on the one with the um, palm trees on it. But uh -huh. We will be happy to check them in. And if there's something you want to have us talk about or that you want brought up next week as we enter year two of pandemic kind of 
life finishing exiting sort of kind of mm -hmm. we'll be happy to take it on thanks jill and Thank you, oh Deb. yeah one more thing one more thing for those of you who have put things on the volcano uh circle page I don't know if Jill's able to. I haven't been able to get to any of those. No. And so let me just apologize. We retired it. We retired it. Uh, you might think you're posting and Facebook won't let us even look at it because we let it go. It's so got to be a human grief with Deborah Joy Hart and Jill Johnson Young with, with the, the palm, palm trees. trees. <laughs> right. I think Jill's favorite place is Maui. And in July, I'm going to be there. And I can't wait. My first emergence. Right? Yes. I'm so excited. Yes. Everybody, right, everyone. wherever you are, be peace-filled as good much care. as you can. Take care. And remember to keep your sense of humor. It's what gets us through this stuff. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.